This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So things happen. You know, I've been at this, uh, June, I'll be starting 40 years, you know, I'm I remember I used to thought I had to be, you know, God's answer man. You know, everybody that had a question for me, I, I, brother, I had to have the answer. I just, I, you know, and then I realized, you know, I'm not responsible. <laughs> and besides that, there's a whole lot of questions way over my pay grade, <laughs> way over my head. You know, but I know this, you know, things happen because we live in an unredeemed world. The world's not redeemed yet. One day it's going to be Jesus is coming back. I still believe that Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. I remember years ago, you know, when I first got saved, we heard a lot more about Jesus coming back. You know, and people want, and even over that, people wanted to split hairs. Well, you, are you pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? <laughs> you know, I told people, finally, I just told people, he said, you know what I am? I said, I'm pan-trib. They said, what in the world's that? I never heard of that one. I said, Jesus is coming back, and everything's going to pan out all right. So, you know, so what, wherever you are in your theology in that, we can all fit in the pantry up, can't we? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Well, faith is, this morning, we're going to talk about expectation. Expectation. You know, uh, you know if you, hopefully you're not looking only at the, the, the news cycle, but if you look at the news cycle, if you're aware of that, you know, we're in the world, even if we're not out of the world, we're talking with people, and people got all kind of expectations, especially this last year. All kind of expectations because of the circumstances, because of the things that have been happening. There's all kinds of expectations, and many of them, if not all of them, in the world are pretty negative. I mean, you know, I mean, it, you know, things are going to are bad. They're going to get worse. More people are going to die. I mean, you know, it's just bad expectation. The economy is going down. Everything's bad. Churches are having to close. I mean, you got all kinds of expectations that are out there. An expectation is defined as an act or a state of looking forward or anticipating. Looking for so faith for us who are believers, faith is the what is the act of looking forward and anticipating. When we have faith in God, faith in His Word, faith in His promises, then there is an anticipation. You know what? I'm good. Hallelujah. I'm good. God's word is true. His promises are sure. What God said, He also will perform. So I can have a happy anticipation, a great expectation, amen, in God. That's where we should be as believers. We should be people of expectation. Expectations are the children of either our fears or our faith. Expectations are the children of our fears or our faith. So here's the thing. We need to, time to time, you need to look and say, wait a minute. Let me see. What is my expectation? What is my expectation? Now, here's the thing. The devil will try to define your expectations. Fear will try to define your expectations. Circumstance will try to define your expectation. So it's up to you and I. You know, our hearts and our minds become conditioned by our expectations. 
And you know, it doesn't take long if you're around people very long and you engage them in conversation for, for just a little while, you can find out real quick where their expectations are. You know, some people, and again, I'm not being critical. And you know, and, and many of these are dear brothers and sisters in the Lord. I love them. I'm glad they're saved. They're going to heaven. But you know, their expectations do not align with God's. That's just a fact. You hear them talk. You know, every time you hear them talk, they, you know, it's about what's wrong in their life, what's bad, and they're expecting more. Amen. <laughs> you know, I told you, my mom growing up, growing up with my mom, uh, we lived in a single parent household. She was a champion warrior. Now, uh, let me just say this. You know, she didn't. She didn't know. What we know, she didn't have the teaching that in that generation that she wasn't exposed to it. But she was a champion warrior. She was expecting the worst. She got a lot of it. And I'm not being critical. Love my mom. She's with the Lord, and she was a wonderful mom. But here's the thing: our fears or our faith will connect us to something. Our faith, our faith expectations connect us to God and His unlimited resources. You know, there've been many times. That Cindy and I have looked at our resources. I'm talking about what what I can do, what I have. And boy, I'm telling you what, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. On the mission field and in ministry and in different situations, it wasn't enough. But thank God our expectation was not in what I could do, what I have. But my expectation's in Him. So let's look at this a minute. What are your expectations? Turn over to Genesis chapter 3. I want to kind of play off of something here. In Genesis 3, in verse 11, we all know this <clears throat> story. You know, Adam and Eve had eaten from the tree. They disobeyed God. You know, and in verse 10, let's look at, back at the verse 10. He, he, you know, God's come down. He's, he's, he's calling for them to fellowship with them. In verse 10, Adam said, answered and said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said to him, who told you that you were naked? Now notice that before this, Adam and Eve were in a covenant. They had a covenant covering with God. You know, you know some, some theologians you know, believe that, that, you know, that it was just the glory of God that covered them at that time. You know, but, but once they fell and they came out from under that covering, they realized, I'm naked and exposed. And you know, there are times when situations and circumstances come against us, and they want to say, hey, you know what? You, you're naked and exposed. He became exposed out from under the covering of God, and so fear began to, to define his expectations and we know that they tried even to cover themselves, didn't they? God says, your covering is not acceptable. And God Himself, by the shedding of blood, covered them Himself, didn't He? But he, here's the question I want to go back and play off of. He said, who told you that you were naked? In other words, who told you what to expect? Who's telling you what to expect? Is it, is it you know... Uh, one of the news networks is telling you what to expect. Is it people up in Washington? Boy, I tell you what, people in Washington, I mean, God bless them. I pray for my government. Boy, they need prayer. Man, I'm telling you, I wish I could borrow my brain for a week or two. I, or somebody's, I mean. But, you know, I'm certainly not looking to them for the answer. 
Amen? And I don't care what their label is, Democrat, Republican, that's all man stuff anyway. I'm not worried about all that. But here's the thing. You know, who's defining your expectation? Who told you you were exposed? Who told you you should expect the worst and not the best? Who told you that, you know, that your life is going to get worse? Who is defining? Who told you you were naked? <laughs> Amen. Who said that? We're not naked. We're the people of God. Amen. Amen. So what has defined your expectations? What has defined them? You need to answer that question. So we need to change my expectations. If your expectations is based on your circumstance, on fears, on what other people are saying, other people are trying to define it, we need to change our expectations. And we do that by changing our viewpoint. As believers, we change our viewpoint. Now look over here real quickly, 2 Corinthians. Now I'm just going to hit, I'm not going to read all the Scripture verse that you see up there. You can read that for yourself. I'm going to read the last part of that, 2 Corinthians 5. We could all probably quote it. Verse 21, it says, God made Him, Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So what is our covering now? It is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We're clothed in His righteousness. And I want to tell you what, God's righteousness is as righteous as righteous can get. You can't get more righteous than God's righteousness. Amen. So what I'm saying is, we're no longer naked. So our expectations are no longer having to be defined by one who is not under the covenant and the covering of the blood of Jesus, but our expectations now can be defined as those who are in covenant relationship with God. And that makes all the difference in the world. Because I'm going to tell you what. I look a million, billion times better in Christ than I do out. Oh, buddy. And see, it's our viewpoint. See, Satan tempts to get you in a place so he can say, See there, you're naked. You shouldn't expect very much. God's not going to do that for you. Look at what you said. Look at what you did. God's not going to do anything for you. You're, I mean, you know, would you do something for you? <laughs> and that's where he starts to talk to us. You know, have you ever had mama in your head? <laughs> you know what I mean by that? The voice in your head. Does anybody, I mean, even, I mean I, I, I'm getting close to older. <laughs> but, you know, there are times I can still hear mama's voice in my head. Can you do that? Or you, maybe your dad, you know, you're doing something and, and you can hear, my, you know, mama's voice. So here's what I want to ask you. Whose voice is in your head? Whose voice is in your head? Is it, is it some commentator, some expert? Is it the voice of fear in your head? Is it your peers' voice in your head? Is it your circumstance? What voice? Everybody, listen, don't kid an old kidder. Everybody's got a voice in their head you're listening to. So here's the thing. What's the voice in your head? Because that's going to make a big difference. That's going to make a big impact on what your expectations are. You know, you can come to church like this every Sunday. But still, if you don't change the voice in your head, you can still live defeated. You can still live, live below God's best for your life. 
Even though, you, you know, you're going to go to heaven. But, you know, I don't want to, I want to, you know, I don't want to just live to go to heaven. I mean, that's important, but I don't want to live like hell while I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. So what voice is in your head? <laughs> and then the second thing is seeing the wrong picture. What do you see? What do you see when I'm talking about expectations? What, what is the, what, not only the voice in your head about your expectations, but what is it that you see? Some people see things getting worse. Oh, I tell you, oh man, you can tell because they start talking it. Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, a man's going to bring forth. His words are going to tell you exactly they're the barometer of what's going on on the inside of you. So what's the, what's the picture you're looking at? Now, you know, uh, uh, I'm an old soul and kind of old too. But, you know, I, I like a lot of the old movies, especially some of the old westerns, you know. But when it comes to expectations, you shouldn't be looking at the old movie. Don't look at the old movie. Don't look at what's happened. Paul said, forgetting what's behind. Erase that thing. You know, back in the day when, anybody remember VHS? <laughs> then you, you remember that in the day, if you, if you didn't take that little tab out, you know, you could tape over it. And you know, some people, you know what you need to do? You need to allow God's Word and the Holy Spirit to, to tape over that old movie of past failures, of past expectations, of all that stuff that's happened. And you need to get a brand new movie on your tape. You need to be seeing an expectation that God has determined for you. So some people, they're seeing the wrong picture. And then, of course, it goes without saying, you're going to speak the wrong expectation. If you're hearing the wrong voice, if you're seeing the wrong movie, you're going to speak. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus? He said, we speak what we do know. <laughs> Amen. And I want to speak what God has for me. That's, yeah, see, when I do that, that's not bragging. That's faith. Faith pleases God. And faith says, you know what? God's bigger than all this stuff I can see. Faith's bigger than my fears. It's bigger than my circumstances. It's bigger than what men are saying, what men are planning, what men are plotting, what the devil is doing. It doesn't matter. My God's bigger. His dream is bigger. His power is bigger. His expectation is bigger. So what's your expectation? Well, I'm just trying to get by. But then, you know, it's the funniest thing. They have that expectation. Then they want to come complain to me because they're just getting by. Well, you, you believe for getting by. So what, what are you fussing about? You got what you believe for. I'm getting what I believe for. Who's, uh, what you mad about? Well, I don't believe God wants us to have much. Well, what do you got? Not much. Well, okay. Hallelujah. Be happy. You got what you believe for. That's what amazes me. Those same people, they get mad at you because, you, you know, you're letting God set your expectation. They let somebody else set theirs. We're both getting what we expect, and they're mad about it. <laughs> Bless their heart. So let's talk about having some great expectations. How do we build great expectations in 2021? Just coming off all the COVID stuff and all the political stuff and all the racial stuff and all that stuff. 
that's out there in the world. How, you know, many people have let this past year especially, it's defined their expectation for 2021. They're expecting more of the same. I'm not. I said, I'm not. I'm not expecting to have more of the same of this mess. Actually, I mean, I, you know, uh, I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on the Lord. But, you know, I, I went through 2020. I mean, it's a pretty good year for me. I mean, I, I had joy. I had peace. God met my needs. He supplied my needs. Hallelujah. I laid my head down and slept. We were able to encourage and help others and pray for our nation. and all. We, I mean, you know, we went right on living in the covenant. I wasn't going to let the devil tell me I was naked. <laughs> Great expectations. All right, real quickly here. Hearing the voice of the good shepherd. Remember we said, whose voice is in your head? Well, here's whose voice should be in your head. <laughs> the good shepherd. John 10, verse 27. You all know this, but let me remind you. Jesus said, my sheep. Now, we got any of his sheep in here. He said, my sheep, listen to my voice. My sheep, listen to my voice. So here's the thing. If you want great expectations for 2021 and beyond, you need to start listening to Jesus, the good shepherd, and let his voice be the voice you're hearing in your head. Paul said it this way in another way. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let that word, you know, he said, when you, he said over there, the psalmist said, when I rise up, your word speaks to me. When I lay down, it keeps me. Hallelujah. Your word is a light. Your voice is a light, not darkness, light. So you need to let the voice of, of Jesus be the voice that's in your head. Let me ask you this. When's the last time... You could say specifically, you heard the voice of the Good Shepherd concerning your life. That may be your problem. You're out of touch. You're out of communication. You're incommunicado. <laughs> Amen? Because, you know, the things of life want to crowd in, don't they? Sure they do. We're all busy. We're working, we're paying bills, we're raising kids. I understand that. We're all busy. You're going to have, listen, you have to make time if you want to have the voice of the Good Shepherd in your head. You've got to make time for Him. He's not going to shout down everything. You've got to make time for Him. You've got to get quiet. You've got to listen. You've got to get in this book and imbibe this Word. The Spirit of it will get in you. It will begin to speak to you. And Jesus will speak to you, the Good Shepherd, by the Holy Spirit, about the things of your life, about your kids, about your job, about what's coming up. Didn't He say He would show us things to come? The church ought to be the last one that is surprised by stuff. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you want to have great expectations, you're going to have to start listening, what? To the voice of the Good Shepherd. He said, I know them and they follow me. Hallelujah. Then, you know what we got to do? We got to see him who is invisible. We got to see the invisible kingdom of God. If you would get in touch with your spiritual side, the way you're in touch with your natural side, 
all your problems would be resolved. Come on. Even a spirit-filled, tongue-talking. I started to say pew jumping, but we don't have pews. Chair jumping. Whatever. You know, we get excited. We shout. But here's the thing. What do we see? What are you seeing? What are you seeing as it relates to your life? What are you seeing about your future? What are you seeing about your, your kids? What are you seeing about uh, your job? Or whatever it might be, the things that concern your life, your, your, your place, your calling in God. What are you seeing there? Remember, we've been talking about, you know, one of the words that God's given us, you know, I believe, I know for us, but I believe for the church at large, is the word renaissance. A renaissance. A reawakening. A reviving. A renewing. A renaissance. Listen, what is it that, what are you seeing? Are you seeing a renaissance concerning God's will and purpose for your life? Are you, some people are so asleep. They're just kind of sleepwalking as far as their faith goes. You know, they're out there just like the rest of the world. they got the same expectations as they've got. What are we going to do with that? What are you seeing? What are you seeing? Seeing him who's invisible. Listen, Hebrews 11, we could pick any one of them. I just picked Moses here. Verse 27, by faith he left Egypt. Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Now, that's contradiction, isn't it? He saw him who is invisible. How can you see him who is invisible? Amen. Only one way, faith. Faith is. Faith is. What? Seeing him who is invisible. The invisible kingdom. Remember uh, uh, the, the exhortation and the prophecy there after prayer time where the Lord talked about Gehazi? Uh, you know, uh, he, he was, was it Elijah, the servant? Elijah, Elisha always get those mixed up. But you know, he, the prophet was surrounded by the army, the Syrian army, you know. And you know, and here's, it, this gives you an idea of the wisdom of the world. See, this king, every time he would plan... Uh, you know, to ambush and attack Israel's army, and the prophet would tell the king, hey, he's going to attack over here. He's going to attack over there. And, the, you know, and the king with his counselors, he said, what is going on? It says, we got a traitor amongst us or something? They said, no, there's a prophet over there in Israel. He said, he knows everything. And so he, he and his great wisdom is going to sneak up on him. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but, I, you know, I don't think he's going to sneak up on this guy. But he said, he said, open the eyes. He prayed that, open the eyes of the sharp. And that's what faith will do. Faith will open your eyes to the expectations God has for you in the future. You begin to see the resources that are for you, more that's for you than it's against you. Where sin did abound, grace does much more abound. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. You begin to see the bigness, the greatness, the majesty of your God. You see the invisible. And I'm telling you, man, you get a spring in your step. Glory to God. I remember, you know, uh, growing up years ago on the playground, you know, we was, especially guys, was always about who's the toughest, you know. You know, a lot of, most of it was, you know, just bravado. But, you know, uh, we'd have guys say, man, I'll tell you what, I could beat you up easy. And then some other guy would come and say, you know what, I'd run over you going to a fight. 
that's the way we ought to feel about the devil. We're going to run over him going to a fight because he's defeated. He's under our feet. So what do you see? Listen, get over there in Ephesians 1, verse 17 and follow. Pray that prayer for yourself. That God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding be flooded with light. Woo! <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm doing myself good. And then finally, speaking my expectations by faith. Speaking my expectations by faith. Listen to this. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, It is written, I believed. You know, it would be good for you to write down the expectations God's given you. And you can go back to those things. It's written, devil. When the devil starts talking to you, you can say, It is written, therefore I believe. I've heard the voice of the good shepherd. This is what he said. It's written, therefore I believe. <laughs> he said, Since we have the same spirit of faith. Say the same spirit of faith. Yes, you do. The Bible says God's given to everyone among us, believers, a, a, a measure of His faith. And of course, you can feed that, and you can increase it, and you can develop it. You know that. But you've got it. we got the same spirit of faith. There's not two spirits of faith. Amen. You won't get a spirit of faith from anywhere else except God. The world has fear. God has faith. Hallelujah. Spirit of faith. He said, we also believe and therefore we speak. Listen, if you believe, he said, therefore we speak. If we believe, we ought to speak. If we believe, we ought to speak. If we believe something, we ought to be speaking it. What do you believe? What's your faith is expectation? What are you expecting? What are you believing for in 2021? Well, I just hope everything works out all right. See, sometimes, see, the reason it's not working is, is it's just too general. It's just too broad. Amen? It's like me, you come by me and you see, you know, you see me out in the driveway like I do when we go on vacation and I'm packing, <laughs> packing all that stuff in the SUV. You say, Brother Lawrence, where y'all going on vacation? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm I just going to pull out the driveway and, you know, we're just going to see where we end up. We was kind of thinking about maybe we might go down to the beach, but you know, uh, you know, man, I tell you, the weather's so pretty on I-65 North, we may go that way. Well, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, you want to go on vacation with somebody like that? <laughs> but that's the way we do sometimes with our prayer life, with our faith, with our expectation. What do you mean? Well, you know, whatever God wants me to have. He's already told you what He wants you to have, in large part right here. Amen. <laughs> This is the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. You're an heir. You know that, don't you? He said, we believe, therefore we speak. What are you saying? You need, you know, it might be, it would probably be an interesting uh, experiment if you had, you know, some little, I don't know if they got them, so probably do some little device you could put on your belt with a little microphone here and let it record your stuff all day. And then at the end, you play it back. I think we'd be shocked, wouldn't we? 
I'm not saying to do that. I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm just trying to emphasize a point. Isn't that right? So what are your expectations? What are you saying? Amen? And remember what James said. He said, if you're, if you're speaking one way one time and one way the next, he said, I have given you this example before. I'm going to go to that chair. What is it, about six feet? I'm going. Well, not today, but I think I'm going to go. No, nah, I don't reckon I will. How long is it going to take me to get six feet? I'm going to die doing that. And that's what happens to a lot of believers. Good people. I'm not, don't miss it. I'm not Chris. Good people. Love God. Wonderful people. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be critical. I want to help you. Amen? Let me give you some action points. We've got to close. My, my time is just about up here. Do your expectations for life align with God's? That's the thing you've got to look at. Do your expectations align with God? It might, this might be a real good exercise. Get you a piece of paper and just draw a line down the middle. Put your expectations. line. Just first write on the left-hand side every expectation you have for 2021. Then get out the wheel and see if they align with God's Word. Write that down. And where they don't, guess what? Don't mark this out. Be smarter than that. <laughs> Amen. You mark off that other side. You say, hey, wait a minute. That don't align. Ain't no use me praying about that. Ain't no use me trying to do anything about it. That don't align with God's Word. Forget that. I'm going to change that. Amen. Then secondly, and I've already talked about it, begin to change your viewpoint to align with His. Your viewpoint. In your prayer life, you listen to the voice of Jesus. You get in this book. You let it begin to speak to you. You let it begin to educate you. You let it begin to teach you. You know, and regardless of all the voices out there, you let the voice of the Good Shepherd and His Word speak the loudest. Speak the loudest. Let Him define your expectations in 2021. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray. Father, today, 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 today. You said today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when we need to begin to start anew. Many of us do. To align our expectations with your will, with your word. To hear the voice of the good shepherd concerning our lives and our families, concerning our church and our communities, concerning our nation. What are you wanting to do so that we can align our expectation? We can align our faith with you, O oh God. We can stand confident, courageous, because we know that we are in agreement with you. Our expectations will come to pass. We'll not measure them by our own resources, by our own ability, but by your supernatural power and ability. Thank you, Father. You know, just take a moment. Think about some of your expectations. Just think about them there before the Lord. And maybe if there's some you need to change, just, just go ahead and, you know, just edit them out right now. Just, just let it, you know. I, nope.
You got an expectation of staying sick? Get rid of that. You got an expectation of going broke? Get rid of that. Expectation that your family members will, will not never get saved? You get rid of that. You begin to realign. God's going to move in our nation. God's going to move in our community. Get an expectation. An expectation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you hear and you need, you, you want prayer, maybe, maybe you need uh, healing in your body, maybe you need God your, your, with your finances or whatever it might be, if you just stand right where you are, we want to pray over you, whatever it is that you need. Hallelujah. Healing in your body, right? Hallelujah. As believers, will you just stretch your hands toward these who are standing as a point of, of agreement with, with us? Father, these that are standing, Father, for healing in their body, for healing in their body. Father, Jesus bore their sicknesses and carried their diseases. Father, our expectation is now in the name of Jesus that sickness will have to leave their bodies that healing is the bread of the children. In Jesus' name, we believe for healing and wholeness in your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Thank you, Father. Father, for those who are standing for their finances, I thank you, Lord. You said that you would meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, Father, we declare in Jesus' name that lack is broken off of their, their lives, that there's a new expectation, an expectation, oh God, of prosperity will come into their hearts and minds as they listen to your voice, as they meditate on your word. We agree with them in Jesus' name for every need to be met. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We have an expectation of health and healing, prosperity and well-being, peace and joy and strength, harvest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We have great expectations for 2021 in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you can be seated for just a moment. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.